Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. You're listening to the Jersey Cool. Hey, everybody. Who is it? <laughs> was that good? I was trying to go for like the old school cores. What was that? Bud Light commercials? I don't even remember. I don't know. Was was it? What was was up? Yeah, I thought I'd for the new year, I'd throw it back to throw where it all came from. Way back. Yeah, because I tried to keep it. Me. What was was up? I think it was Budweiser, but I, I could be wrong. But I you know was what? Like, I'm not going to lie. I always go to the scary movies movie. <laughs> yeah. I try very hard to get as far away from that as I possibly can, because I hate that it's associated. Like, I'm like, that's a tacky joke. I would never do that in 2023 as a modern, distinguished human being. But yeah, it was a Budweiser, Bud Light. Yeah, it was a Bud I just, Light. I leaned, in, I leaned in. Instead of trying to <laughs> def, like distance myself from it, I just leaned in this time. That's my that's my new motto in life. Just lean in, Marissa. Do it. Jersey Ghoul, sponsored by Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, if that ever comes into vogue again, I have a good chance of getting a phone call. <laughs> but if that ever comes into vogue again, then fuck society. <laughs> And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. It's 2023, <laughs> and as you can tell, nothing has changed here at JG Central. <laughs> um, and I've decided I am just overtly not making resolutions anymore. I resolved to be my yeah. same mediocre self. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. If I was good enough for 2022, I'll be good enough for 2023. Mm-hmm. Here I am, world. Bug it, right? I mean, That's listen, right. the world is literally on fire. I feel like the quality of Marissa that 2023 gets shouldn't be that big of an issue. Yeah, <laughs> there are bigger problems than me. Than my best self. Changing any of my sparkling personality for society. Because <laughs> that's really what it comes down to. I'm no, okay I'm with how I am. If you me aren't too. okay with how I am, I'm not going to resolve to be different no. to make you comfortable. You can no, I'm getting too. <laughs> Speaking of hags, which is going to be a, a, a mod, like an ongoing theme in this episode, I'm getting too old. I'm too much of a hag to care anymore. <laughs> uh, after 40, again, I let it all go. I'm sitting here naked recording. I don't even care anymore. I have to wear clothes in 2023. No. <laughs> Not today, Satan. <laughs> you know what? Maybe today, Satan. You know maybe, what? Maybe, yeah, okay. maybe, let, maybe let him in your heart a little bit. You know- <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding I have my classy cardigan on this is my home this is my home cardigan (laughs) so you're at home home cardigan yeah this is my I have my oh it's nice yeah no I have my at home Philly sweatshirt on oh because it's it's my big cozy sweatshirt yeah, you like a good sweatshirt, and I see I like a good cardigan in the evenings. Oh yeah. I go, I switch. I'm kind of turning into Mister Rogers, only way less nice and way less important to the world because I'm like the angry, cranky, R-rated Mister Rogers. Because okay. when I get home from work, I take off my work cardigan, I put on my home cardigan. Okay, no fair. Yeah, yeah and I just only now have realized that I'm basically turning into a very D-list version of Mister Rogers. Okay, like instead of "Won't you be my neighbor," 
It's leave like, me the fuck go, alone. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Yeah, why don't you go, <laughs> well, and you fuck, go yourself. fuck yourself? Fuck <laughs> yourself. Right. But I do talk to inanimate objects, so we do have that in common too. Oh yeah, no. The land of make believe is that's alive and well. <laughs> so true. I don't change my shoes well. though. I do change out of my work shoes and into my slippers, which incidentally match my cardigan. Holy fuck, I really am turning into Mr. Rogers in my old age. Man, I gotta make no. some change. You know what? I take it all back. Resolutions here I come. <laughs> I'm apparently 41 going on 90 in my in 2023 okay. which fits the theme of tonight because tonight we are going to talk about two ty west films and i'm going to just go on record and say i fucking love ty west but we're going to be talking about x and pearl and i'm going to warn you now i'm going to do a little pooping on them this is this is kind of your brainchild because we decided you know we we missed some really good movies in 2022 so let's and by we she means she me <laughs> you missed one of them yeah, I went three for four with the ones we're you missed for. one of them. Yeah, um, but yes, it is. It is the movies I missed in 2022. <laughs> this is uh, the list you missed up. horror edition 2022. It is the list we missed horror edition, which means no AJ because he would have no, no part AJ. of this. You'd poop his um, no, but yeah, we uh, and it's funny because I really knew nothing about X or Pearl. Honestly, I've seen advertisements for it thought they were the same movie didn't realize <laughs> that one was like supposed to be a prequel so I'm like all right I'm gearing up let's watch x and then the first thing I see is the a24 logo come up and I was like oh like, you fucking you knew wait did I knew you watch x first yes yeah you're supposed to okay I was That's hoping what I you- read Oh, okay. I was hoping you'd watch Pearl first, but no, I guess well, I read because you said one of them was the prequel. I didn't remember which one you had said. So I looked <laughs> up which one should I watch first? And so it's I X. watched X first. Interesting. Um, and so, yes, it's an A24 movie and, and it is. listeners, you know how I feel about A24, but I put this in the A24 category. There's a few A24 categories in my heart. Mm. There's the absolute garbage, which is the witch. But then there is like the, I like it. This was good, but I never need to watch it again category. Like Hereditary. I liked it. It was a, it was a really good film. I never need to watch Hereditary again. Um, I think Ty West <laughs> is, I, I like Ty West movies. So I think that was also kind of a saving grace to me liking X. For sure. Cause his, his Because I like Ty West through. a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, um, this such was a very unique much directing a, style. Yeah, this was this X was I like it. Yeah, like this is a good movie. I like it. Don't know that I will ever watch it again. So and then there's the category of A24 movies that I think if you watched, you would light me on fire for putting you through them. Like Probably. there are so many A24 movies where I'm like, oh, like I finish it. I'm like, ooh, Jackie would hate that one. <laughs> like when I watched Men, for example, like Men's a good one where I was like, ooh, Jackie would hate that. Because <laughs> like usually Matt is my litmus test for whether or not you'll be able to palette an A24 because he sits right. through a lot of the A24s because he's a film guy. And and I uh, like when we watched the lighthouse even he was like oh jack you would hate that <laughs> no no even oh. willem dafoe could not probably no. save that one for me oh, and i love like, that i love me some willem dafoe and even little robert pattinson he's mm-hmm. a cutie i would he is i would touch that butt but you know what i'm i'm good i'm i'm happy in my life without any more a24 movies at the moment. oh you'll get you'll get your fair you'll get your fair share of a24s this year don't you worry um so well. yeah let's jump in and start with x then and of the two films this is the one i enjoy more this is the one that i'm more likely to watch again really yeah oh pearl was a one and done for me but i am confused 
as to what the under, and I kind of expressed this to you a little bit in uh, conversation off air. I I kind of feel confused as to what exactly it is that Ty West wants me to walk away from X thinking, knowing, believing, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I know that sex is good unless you're old and creepy. That's one of his themes, right? And that's one of the the issues I, uh, one of the things I have trouble with with this film is that like, I feel like he's trying so hard to be so sex positive and so trying so hard to like play with our morality, but he's not doing or saying anything that I fully can get behind. And I'm gonna leave it at that and let you kind of dive in. So I have questions about this movie and I want to believe it's just because it's like, an ambiguous A24 movie and not I'm an idiot. Um, Cause like, I don't understand, like why did the main character, what's her name? Me, not Mia. Um, Maxine. Maxine. Which like, who she's getting another movie, of course. Cause Mia Goth is so hot right now. Like everybody's. But like, why, like, why was she both the one character and the old lady? Because he, because there's no respect. I can answer this one. Ooh, me, pick me. I can feel this one (laughs) because in my humble opinion, and this is where I'm going to get my soapbox out. We as a society still have no respect for elderly women. And this film is guilty of being hagsploitative. Yeah, I said it, hagsploitative. Because at the end of the day, Howard is played by an elderly man who's made to look older. But Pearl is played by Mia Goth dressed in fucking disgustingly horrific makeup. She is grotesque in this film. And by design, so instead of just hiring an old woman to play the old woman, we had to find, make the, and I get it. Like, oh, it was so hard to see. We're going right? to tweak our own nipples over how creative we are. But really the bottom line is, and the truth to me is, is that it just proves that the one area where women still have no fucking legs to stand on and where we get treated so just irrevocably badly is in this idea of we are still only the maiden, the mother, or the fucking crone. And, mm-hmm. and I think that the hag, the real villain in this film is Pearl, right? She is this yeah. old, creepy-ass woman. Rapey, and how dare she be sexual? You. And how dare she be longing? And listen, she's a psychopath, right? We know this from Pearl, the movie. Mm-hmm. We know this as an elderly woman. Like, she's the villain. But why, Ty West, do we have to make an elderly woman be so grotesque in order for her to be the monstrous feminine, right? Because at the end of the day, it all stems from the fact that if you have a female, at least according to Barbara Creed and a lot of academic theories about horror and women, a villainous woman in a horror film is always going to be monstrously scary because of her femininity. Okay? And... With this one, why I take so much issue with this film, and I'm going to go on a diatribe here about how this whole year, to me, creepy old women were the most popular go-to villain. And I'm over it because I get it. We're all scared of aging. We are all, our generation is eking into old age very slowly. We're watching our boomer parents get old and die and stuff. It's fucking with us. I get it, Ty West. I'm there too. I really do. And I look at people like uh, Mia Goth, who's a young little 20 something adorable cool and it scares me a little bit too but why villainize particularly the old woman and i gotta tell you to me the scene in this film that fuck fucking just devastates me more than anything besides her very creepy kills and her rapey scene are when she asks her husband for sex and he's like my heart can't handle it i i, I just i'm like 
fucking get this girl a fucking elder AARP needs to to sell silver dildos and if they don't sell them yet <laughs> here's my shark tank idea jackie we're gonna get we're gonna get fucking silver just like centrum silver we're gonna have dildos for old people because this woman deserves like there's nothing wrong with an old woman wanting to be sexually satisfied although the yeah. part where they have sex makes me want to barf and of course it's okay for his butt to be in the air but the real horror would is her nudity. So again, I take issue with the themes and the way that he uses exploitation in this film. I take issue with the idea that elderly women wanting sex, I call them the horny hag. Read my yeah. next blog to learn more. But <laughs> the exploitation in this film doesn't sit well with me. What else doesn't sit well with me is his, what I think, and I'm going to toss this to you because maybe you got something that I'm too stupid to see. A failed attempt at morality because I don't know what this film is supposed to be saying about sexual liberation in 1979. Like they were right. VCR porn is going to blow up and it's going to be great. Yeah. But, and can I just say Jetta Ortega is a fucking treasure. She's adorable. But um, also how old was she when she made this movie? I looked it up because I felt creepy. She was 19. Okay. Thank you. I was going to say, I, I know that she's, she's not playing old, Wednesday. Right? Old, yeah. Like she's not. <laughs> like a actual real grown-up um <laughs> no and she's been a horror darling all year she's been in so much stuff but she's yeah. she yeah she's she was young she was 19 and 20 when she filmed this film because i did the same thing i felt creepy about it okay i was like she'll get slapped with a 500 million lawsuit like the romeo juliet guys in 30 years but um <laughs> no i feel the same way and Br- i was so i clutched my pearls at britney snow being in this film um because i love her I don't know perf- the the blonde chick no, I know. I, I don't know her from anything else. Oh, really? Oh, she's in Pitch Perfect. She's like one of the you. You've never seen. Never that. seen. You Pitch really Perfect. never. God damn it. Um, she's. <laughs> you kidding she's me? Just, like I was in ha- acapella groups. I lived Pitch Perfect. I don't need to see Pitch Perfect. Which is why I think you'd find Pitch Perfect really funny. Uh, excuse uh, me. That Anna Kendrick to- girl is annoying. I don't think she's as cool as everybody love, thinks she is. I love me so much. How fucking I don't dare think you? She's as cool as you, she you know what? We're done. We're done right. podcasting together. Good I night. fucking love Anna Kendrick. <laughs> but she's in that movie. So to see her movies out was a little, yeah. was a little jarring for me. I love really? her as an actress, but she did great. And they listen, you know what scene I could have done without fucking landslide. I get it. She sings really good. She does. I mean, we all saw it in Pitch Perfect. What are you trying to tell me about? You're singing about parents dying and aging and how scared so the theme of this movie is blank jackie please fill that in for me i i have to i have to piggyback on what you said because i agree i think the fear of getting older the fear it centers a lot around well i mean it centers around pearl obviously but it's like when you to me basically it's saying when you get to a certain age as a woman um you're gross basically yeah like to be a sexually active old lady that's a very specific kink oh you know you know what i mean like for someone to be like yeah i i want to watch like an 80 year old bang that's that seems like a very specific kink um and to me in this movie it basically was just like you know when you when a woman gets to a certain age seeing her naked yeah yeah seeing her naked seeing her have sex is no longer sexy it's nasty it's gross also you're right like it it talks you know the fear of of death and and you're a million percent right where our parents the the boomer generation they're now the old people generation where you know we are at the age where 
you know, our in the natural cycle of life, our parents are now the generation that should theoretically be, you know, dying. I don't want to be so morbid to say that, but I mean, we are in our forties now, which essentially puts our parents anywhere from their late sixties to somewhere in their seventies in theory. And yeah, like this is the time where if one of our parents passes away, it's obviously going to be shocking and devastating, but it's also like, well, that's the cycle of life. You know, it's not like our parents are dying young at this point if they pass away. Again, sorry to be morbid. I, you know, I just, I think that's, it's, it's the circle of life. Hold up Simba. Cause it's, it's, that's just how it goes. No, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it's not, I tried not to dwell on the themes because I did like this movie. Um, and to dwell on some of his themes would make me dislike this movie, I think. So before you move off of themes, though, if it's okay, I did want to talk about repression as a theme, because Mm -hmm. I I think it's a really interesting one that he actually plays with well, as opposed to some of these other themes that we're talking about, because I find the idea of like the pure, the evolution of Jenna Ortega's character um, as like an interesting facet of this film. And I particularly find the moments where he juxtaposes Maxine as a character and Pearl and I know they're both played by the same actors but if we put a pin in that I thought it was interesting the way like basically this reminder that we all are going to become Pearl I mean hopefully without the murder I'll see how it goes I'm not promising anything but hopefully without the psychopathic tendencies it's like we're all getting there right we're all heading towards that inevitable stage of life where it's just like it's grotesque for us to even think about or talk about or be interested in sex right I, I don't know how long we've got till we get there, but we might as well whoop it up now. And that's one of the themes of the film, right? This idea of like, don't listen to those who try to repress you. But one of the things I find interesting is how he plays with the idea that that's all well and good until it's you or your girlfriend or the pure girl, you know, because when Jenna Ortega's character suddenly decides she wants in on the movie, the boyfriend freaks the fuck out, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And at first I'm like, what a dick, what a hypocrite. But most of us wouldn't be okay with that, right? Like- if I'm filming a porno and with my significant other, and I, I have, again, I'm very pro-sex workers. I think we should legalize it so that people are protected and unionized to this country fine by way. It would be legal in all 50 states and Puerto Rico. But like, I am, I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because it's all well and good until it's me or my kids or my, my significant other. Or like, if, if one of my girls was like, mom, I want to be a porn star. And girls, if you're listening to this, please don't ever become porn stars. But would I be okay? Would I really be okay with it? Absolutely not. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I mean, that's there's a hypocrisy to it all. Yeah. That we're all so fucking guilty of. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. it's me. Maybe I'm just a prude. No, I mean, I mean, sex and uh, here's the thing in in this. How do I want to say it? Um, this country is still uh, strangled by religion. And in many, many religions, sex is bad. So this country as a whole still thinks that sex is a bad, dirty thing. Um, Sex is meant, uh, there's many people in this country that think that sex is exclusive to man and woman after they become husband and wife. You know, it's like, 
it yeah, it's just the biggest bunch of bullshit. Like sex is not a bad thing. Porn is not a bad thing. Being a sexually active human being, as long as all the parties are consenting and of age, like there there's slut shaming should not happen. Porn shaming should not happen. Like it's this country is still so repressed. And I honestly, I blame religion 100% because you're made up fucking, you know, ghosty God in the sky or whatever said that sex is bad. So now you think that sex is bad, (laughs) you know, like it's, it's ridiculous to think that the biological and, and, and chemical need in your brain to feel pleasure whether it is for funsies or for making babies, like none of that is bad. Like there is no, how do I want to say it? There is no human impulse to do that. That is bad. That is wrong. But we're indoctrinated at a very young age that masturbation is dirty and it's bad um i mean now i'm not saying that you should be doing it in public and celebrating it you know but in the privacy of your own home like go like it shouldn't it shouldn't be a thing that we have to shy away from you know like that's one thing about i feel like the till it's your sister brother niece nephew uncle like i don't know i don't know i i I can't say that i would i i honestly i think that's a until it happens to me situation i can't say how i'd feel Wow. You are so much, you are just a better person than I am because of yeah. my daughters, I would fucking kill them. And again, this, this is, I'm well, saying, I'm saying that, that kind as of a hypocrite. ties like, into the, like it ties into the movie where like the, the, the boyfriend at one part says like, he's like, I don't want my girlfriend and you know, to be in the movie. She's a good girl. Thus implying if you're in porn, you're bad. You right, know what but I mean? What the, the, the fucking math, the poor man's Matthew McConaughey was like, that none of them are good bitch like <laughs> like he's such a slime ball piece of shit he's a 42 year old man he's exploiting these girls i mean listen i, I don't know oh, i don't I, I don't agree with that i don't not agree with it i think do, do like at what point is a girl like maxine See, is I think so that's- interested in being a star right like that's what she wants does she really want to be just a porn star like, I don't mean to psychoanalyze her. And I hope the next movie is literally she becomes the biggest porn star on earth. She's the happiest woman and she dies like, and then I'll be, I'll eat my words. But my concern for that character is that based on what I've seen in this film alone, I cannot in good conscience say that her only aspiration in life is to be a number one star of pornography. I she worry wants to be famous. She wants to be so a- desperate to be famous that she's willing to. See, but I also consenting to it. Then good I on you, girl. I don't but- buy the thing. I mean, I know that there were tens of probably thousands of women who were coerced. Oh, and, yeah, the history you know, of that industry is they so were, problematic. They were there against the, their the will. Diseases, the, they had the rapiness, to. But the, I feel right, like right. there's also a, a an amazing percent of women that were like. This is what I want to do. I want to show you my vagina and I want you to pay me for it. Like, I don't want to discredit the women that want to do I don't this. either. I, for the record, I don't either. But I just worry that in the case of this character. Now, I find the other character fascinating because it doesn't seem like she has aspirations beyond that. And she's, I love a lot of the dialogue that she got where she was just like her, her conversations with Jenna Ortega's character, her conversations with other are to me are very empowering. And I actually really like that dialogue set, but with Maxine, the protagonist, my, my sense is that 
this is a young girl who really wanted to be famous. This guy plucked her. And she thinks this is a path to fame that is bigger than pornography. And my concern is that she might be being exploited or gaslit or whatever. And like, I liked like the the poor man's Matthew McConaughey character when he was like, you got to let them do what they're going to do because they're going to do it anyway. Like I felt all of that was very empowering and very true. But again, like, I don't know. And again, I might be really off base and being unfair, but I just, I worry that so often in these types of stories that girl who's like i'm a star is secretly wants so much more than this what she's getting out of this without fully understanding the ramifications of reactions because i gotta tell you 20 year old marissa did not fully understand the ramifications of reactions i was just lucky enough that nobody wanted me in their porno so <laughs> that would have been some sad sad uh production but like i don't know so that's and i i totally agree with you that i think we need to empower and really be okay with this but i'm just owning my own hypocrisy in that it's all well and good i can't fault the boyfriend because it's all well and good until it's my own husband or i wouldn't want my husband starring in a porno yeah i wouldn't be okay with that and i love that you're like eh, i'd be maybe i'd be okay with that yeah because that's that a, that's a situation where yeah i don't know how i feel oh, until it was God, presented it like i don't i don't want to say that i could honestly be one way or the other no, I'm hard now. And that, and I understand the hypocrisy of that. And I understand that maybe you're right. Maybe it is my religious repression. Maybe it is all these issues that society shovels down our throats. Maybe I should just lean in and be more like, hell, we all, it's urges we all have, and there's nothing wrong with it. And if somebody wants to put it on screen for other people to enjoy, then to heck with it. But I'm just not built that way. I, I, I sometimes wish I were because I think it would make me a better feminist, but I'm just not really built that way. So for me, the the themes in this film that deal with repression, that deal with this idea of the purity, uh, and even like when they're like, well, what, what's your American dream? Mm-hmm. Is Maxine's American dream starring in porno? She wants to be famous. She wants to be famous so bad that to me, the, the, the porn is the quickest way to be famous. And then once she's famous, she'll figure out anything else from there. Did you say that's the problem? To me, it's a problem. Why? Because I'm not sure that she fully understands what she's giving. Like, and again, maybe I'm out, I'm, I'm off base. I just, it, to me, I get worried that women are exploited in that industry. Um, and it's like, maybe it's a mama bear instinct. It's a protective instinct, but I just worry that a girl like that isn't fully, she's being sold a good line by a guy double her age who left his wife for her. You know what I mean? Like he's got a lot of strikes in my head. And I actually, like I said, I find the character, the Vietnam vet character and Brittany Snow's character really empowering. I really like what they do with both those characters. They're both legitimately really good people. So when they die, I actually cared. But um, but anyway, yeah, let's get off theme. Let's talk what else. So I think the the directing this film, the violence in this film, as always, brilliant for Ty West, always so mm-hmm. jarring. Like it comes out of nowhere and you're like, you know? It- it took it took a damn long while for stuff to start happening. Like I knew I was, you were gonna say that. <laughs> I was well, I mean, when you take an hour for your first kill when your movie is only an hour and 40 minutes, like cool, we're gonna backload the violence. But like up until that point, um, also I think he's really trying to be Quentin Tarantino with his soundtrack choices. Because there were like a lot of deep cuts coming out. And I felt yeah, I yeah. felt some Quentin Tarantino vibes when it wow, came to the soundtrack. Okay. Um, but once, too, I think that's once true. the violence, once the killing started, I was happy. I was I, I liked the gore. I liked the special effects. I liked the amount of blood. Um, like once things got going, 
it it started to go. But again, we're like in the last, you know, 30, 40 minutes of the movie. And of course, things are going to start moving along. Um, I did, however, um, make a list of 10 movies that I would rather watch instead of this one, as much as I liked it. Uh, I made a list of, of 10 movies, but um, I wanted to make sure it was thematic and it kind of matched, you know, I the hope themes. this is 10 portos you'd rather watch instead of X. Yes. So in, here in, in rear ended state, does it in no particular order here are 10 movies. Tits a wonderful life. <laughs> I love that you sat around and like chortled your way through this movie by writing these two. I did. It's a wonderful life. Uh, um, Ass Ventura Crack Detective. <laughs> the Da Vinci Load. Nice. Forest Hump. Not well, classic. Yeah. Uh, what does that say? American Booty. Mm, that's a, that, that one probably really exists yeah. i bet, I bet um, a lot oh, of these, no, these all exist these are all legitimate it? pornos that i looked up uh personal favorite edward penis hands wow that yeah that, that could escalate uh, quickly yeah Ga- game of bones good one good one <laughs> good one good one uh classic goodwill humping goodwill Total hump. classic i love that uh, one yeah missionary impossible <laughs> yeah and <laughs> and clearly in rear-ended stay. Oh, I was gonna say if in rear-ended stay didn't. In rear-ended stay, because in the end we all come together. Um, so yeah, that <laughs> hey, was that, wow. You just that was. I tell you what, when you, I never feel more like Ben Kissel just making really cheesy jokes than when you go with like a good shtick like this, and I'm like all, I'm like just that is amazing. Um, what what I would broke watch- my heart a little bit is that like I, you know, as I'm watching this movie, I'm also looking up these porn titles and I'm like, major, I'm like, I want to make sure these are real looking up these porn titles. And then like when you texted me that like the next day or the day after and you started to go into like, you know, the themes of like the hag and women <laughs> and femininity and feminism and all this. And I'm like, yeah, oh, God, I looked up porn to ass Ventura crack detective. And that is why you're the end of my yang. That's why we work because I lost sleep. <laughs> I have lost sleep over the issue of like, when, when does it like, when is it no longer okay for yeah. a woman to be like, apparently empowerment sexual empowerment has an age limit in our society and i i've lost sleep over that theme and all of this um so yeah so i love that you can take it home and make me giggle with uh in rear and did stay yeah um but i also think that this is uh, i don't know i i do i think that ty west is leaning too hard into this whole thing with me goth maybe a little bit and we can and maybe if that's okay with you that's a good way to kind of shift into pearl yeah. um because I will I see Maxine when it comes out. Max Triple X in the middle. See what he did there. Max Zine. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce the X heart. It'll be like but, the Vivich. No, <laughs> we all called it now, the Vivich instead of the witch. So this will just be like Max Zine. What I wish we were getting is the story of the bridge between Pearl as and Howard and how they get to where they are. That's the story I want to see. Cause I, I could go for just some more bonkers Howard. And, and I also get the very distinct sensation that poor Howie, poor Howie has been cleaning up Pearl's messes for six Oh, he's years. a prisoner. Oh, 
He's yeah, that poor he motherfucker. is an absolute <laughs> prisoner. To oh, Pearl. you know, she's wearing the pants in that fucking relationship. So that- I will, I will hand it to Ty West. Okay. For being clever. Oh, okay. for releasing the prequel six months after you release the movie. That's yeah, they, they that's whipped clever. it up. They whipped it up in that time. They didn't. Well, they, didn't they? Weren't they like simultaneously filming them? They were kind of, yeah, they had the set. So they were like, fuck it. And they just like yeah. went forward. And I mean, good on them, right? That's smart. I, I have to say that between the two, I actually liked, I enjoyed Pearl better. I oh, think see, I would actually watch. Okay. I would, I would, would watch probably Pearl watch Pearl again I, with X. Like I said, I never see need to see it again, but if somebody was like, Oh, I saw X, but I never saw Pearl. Do you want to watch it? I would sit down and watch Pearl again Okay. because I like, it was a weird fever dream, brightly colored wizard of Oz kind of movie that I, I was down with. I, I, again, I liked it. Interesting. And, um, I liked it better. Uh, the the part with the maggots was really gross, so I could have done without that. Mm. But uh, other than that, that was very gross. Was, oh you don't God. mess up a good lechong like that. That's no. that's like a sin in my in my life. No. Um, see, my I think Mia Goth had a good influence on his writing with this. I think that she I, she's incredibly talented. I love her. I'm excited to see her in more stuff. This is not mm-hmm. for the record. I really like her, and I I think she's the fact that she's taken ownership over both this character and over like writing, producing all that good stuff. I'm here mm-hmm. for her, you know, yeah. doing that. It's like she, her and her character kind of like, it's it's interesting to see that that kind of almost thing. I think it's very clever the way they wrote the prequel of Pearl. I like that it took place in 1918. I thought it was a really cool setting for it. Mm-hmm. I have a gripe okay. about the character herself. And it the aha moment of it for me was when during the monologue, which I thought was brilliantly acted, brilliantly written, poignantly like wow this killer really humanizing and making her such a broken Mm -hmm. if this was a male character i would be lumping this in with the joker in my feverish hatred of it okay so i wonder if there isn't something to be said about is this like the female version of like that incelly character that we're not supposed to like and we're supposed to be horrified by yet we all idolize like i worry but and again because she's not a man she doesn't get the position of privilege right so so she doesn't fall into that category nobody but do i think people are going to be wearing pearl t-shirts at the next con yeah like i i feel like see and i thought she was cool but i didn't think she was that cool like she's no you, no she wasn't she was, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, if I'm going to so like idolize a villain, up. like I, you know, I love me, my Firefly family. Mm, yes. I, I, she, like, she was cool, but to me, she wasn't her that brokenness, cool. Her brokenness, her, like there was something that really broke. I think I feel guilty because her story broke my heart in a lot of ways because really she's so repressed. Again, the theme of repression, right? She's so repressed. She has so few options. It's 1918. She's a fucking farm girl. Of course, she's got to wait for the douchey husband to get home. Uh, That's not fair. Howard could be delightful. Um, You know, uh, you know, like she's got her father. The situation with her father was so icky. Her her like culture, like the cultural suggestions of not. I thought it was really interesting that not only were like the cultural severity of the German ancestry, like her mom being so fucking scary and it's speaking to norms that were 
migrated into our country. I also thought it was interesting when they were like, well, we're looking for blonde haired, blue eyed American girls, not like you, you know, like, Mm. so there was a lot of cool shit being played with for sure. But I found myself feeling way too bad for her because she was crazy and she was ultimately a fucking stone cold killer. So I should not have felt bad for her, but because of how little autonomy she had in her own life and how badly repressed women were at that time, I found myself feeling sorry for her in a way that if this was a male character, I'd be really mad at myself for having that much sympathy for her. And that's, I guess that's my hot take on that is like, I thought I was like, I love this, but I don't want to, I shouldn't feel as much empathy for this character as I do, but maybe I'm, maybe it's okay to feel empathy for her. I don't don't know, but I don't feel empathy for Joaquin Phoenix's character. And I'm pissed that he's getting a sequel. (laughs) Fuck that insult motherfucker. Um, Let's talk about Wizard of Oz though. Can we yeah. Can we talk about how fucking clever this film is with its homage to Wizard of Oz? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, the scarecrow. Yeah. Girl, you are gonna get hay in your hoo-ha. I know. There's is- probably there, there's bugs. There's probably oh, there's like rodents and bugs oh, that live in there. Right. And That's, they're gonna they're done. You're gonna crawl. And listen, I get it. Like you use what you've got. Again, mm-hmm. all back to my shark tank for dildos. Maybe right. there's another market there too for farm girls. But at the end of the day, <laughs> oppressed farm girl dildos farm girls, coming right, soon on the Jersey right next to, on the shelf, <laughs> right next to our t-shirts that say your ghost God. <laughs> yeah. Your ghosty God. You're made up your, ghosty God. <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine? We'd be like kicked out of the universe. Budweiser um, is not going to sponsor us. No, Budweiser is never going to let me They're be on the show. If we keep us. it up. If you keep it up with this heathenism, um, <laughs> <laughs> the scarecrow, obvious, oh, like, obvious homage her wardrobe at times the use of color as you very cleverly mentioned oh, yeah. um i just i loved and especially when you juxtapose it to how grimy and gray x is it's such a no it's it's interesting i assumed that that was like the super on purpose like let's oversaturate the colors yep. oh for sure like technicolor um, style yeah like it was just everything i i agree a million percent uh about mia goth's performance um she's yeah she was great because sometimes i felt like she she hammed it up a little too much but then i'm remembering that you're like doing an homage to the movies that came out then and that's just the way that acting was like they yeah were i think it was all by choice life. And that ending when it's freeze, like not a freeze frame, but when oh my it's God, close up smile? on her and the and the, the the credits are rolling and she's got that smile and her eyes are welling with tears. Like every moment Brilliant. where I was like, yeah. ooh, I'm like, man, dial it back. You know, you're not going for an Oscar here. But I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like that's Chad and I were watching Casablanca the other night. And like, all you know, there, there were many performances in that amazing, great classic number two or three on the afi list where it was like you know overacting but chucky i just don't know why we don't all talk like this anymore i'll tell you what the one of my first thoughts watching casablanca i'm like wow everybody smokes everybody smokes everybody drinks if you Dems don't have a cigarette in your hand you have like a high ball glass Dems or, were the or, days. You have both. or you have both like literally Dems were the days or- <laughs> Maybe that's why we don't talk like that anymore because we're not constantly drinking and smoking every moment of every day. That's why I still wish we just could (laughs) overact and overemphasize everything we say. The Vincent Price accent, his the Vincent Price dialect. Like there's I wish I could do it. I and it's yeah, like I feel like I love it. I love his dialect, his delivery. 
and it's it's something that like I feel like I have an ear for like certain accents and things like that but with him like that's he's he's got like such a unique way of speaking and I think that's just a testament to like all those old actors so they I think like in the weird they call it the mid-atlantic or transatlantic accent that's the famous like I would say, you know, Betty Davis or some Wells. Like I, I always say my quintessentials, his girl Friday, like where they have that really talking, like very harsh, like, and his girl Friday is one of my like favorite movies, but like, they have like this, such a specific where they soften the vowels. And like, I just wish I could talk like that. And I don't, no, but, um, fancy, but, and it has evolved. And I also, I also miss the quick talk of the, the the old talkies if you will but yeah. i digress and you're right i think that she it really is like an interesting almost over the top kind of crazy like uh, and and there's so many other to me like the guy for that works at the projection booth to me was like the wizard right the guy behind the, the curtain um which i can't even take credit for getting there on my own on that i read that somewhere um, I thought the mob made a good Wicked Witch. <laughs> I just, you know, if I was reaching. And I also, you know, I thought that it was interesting. Oh, I have my source for this. The website Strong Female Antagonist was, I, it okay. was hard to, but um, I, I thought it was very interesting to to see the way they played with the, the color and the, the, the way it was shot and the way it was overdone and overacted, you know, looking at X, you know, she can do, I'm not saying she's like, you know, the best actress ever, but I'm saying you could, you know, she could do a character with some restraint. So, you know, it was a choice mm-hmm. to be over the top and you're right. That end frame with her, with the smile, with the welling, the tear brilliant. I, I loved it. Yeah. And again, it, it made me feel so guilty for having as much empathy for this character as I did, which, you know, the way she murdered, like, when she murdered the mom, I found myself cheering for her because the mom sucked so bad, but the mom didn't suck killer bad, right? <laughs> like- no, and I mean, like the same can be said for Pearl, though. Pearl sucks so bad, you know? It's like, I, I have a hard time. Oh, she's fucking killer. Like she, oh, she oh, killed I was her like, sister wait, you- Oh, yeah, yeah. No, she's a stone cold murderer, yeah, right? Yeah. Especially like, as an old lady. She's so I can't terrifying. say that the mother is anywhere. I mean, the mother is in a position i mean that whole fight at the end i had more empathy for the mother than i ever had for pearl because here's a woman who you know is standing by her husband till death do she part but she's making her daughter do all the fucking grunt work because she can't do everything the woman is suddenly now running a farm all by herself like i didn't have a ton of empathy i mean the mom i mean i think the mom could have been a little bit nicer but I, I didn't you know she was like cold and unloving. I felt I felt like if we're gonna if we're gonna dish out empathy, <laughs> I am. I'm dishing it not, out. It's not all going to Pearl. Like Pearl didn't no, fair. suck. She didn't suck any less than the mother sucked. No, that's I mean, fair. So... And she did the things like torture the animals and shit. Like she was creepy. She yeah, was creeper creeper. Yeah, she's not um, a good person. And then when you think, no, I'm not saying she's a good person at all. I'm saying that there is there is a part of me that worries that people will I I idolize her. You know, um, the same people yeah. who have like Scarface posters. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I uh, and especially in X because to be honest with you. She is, for an old lady who can barely move around, she is an effective killer. Although the part that makes me, like, snort laugh is when she fires the shotgun and goes flying. <laughs> I laughed for, like, five minutes because I rewatched the movie recently and I was like, no, it's still hilarious. Like, because she just fucking sends herself flying. It's hilarious. Yeah. 
Um, and I call bullshit because I'm like, wait a minute, Howard doesn't go flying. He seems pretty frail too, but I guess he knows. I don't know. Well, you know, and Howard also ended up having a heart attack because of Jenny Ortega's fucking death rattle. So (laughs) like, what are are you going to do? Fucking, I, I tell you what, I, Again, for, I, it's, I find myself, the more I think about it, I'm like, nah, I loved this one. This is my Ty West syndrome. It's like, at first I have so many beefs to pick with it and I like tear it apart in a thematic way. And then I'm like, nah, I loved it. Um, do I think it falls into an A24 trap of some sort? Yeah, lately A24 has been letting me down. Um, there's been a couple of romps in a row where I've been like, so that was just fucking too much like yeah but i don't think that these fell into that so much that it ruined the movies i thought they were both really solid flicks i could i could agree with that but i also haven't watched a lot of a24 movies and i also am blinded by i really like ty west so i think that like it it automatically it's not that uh who's the guy that directed um hereditary ari aster yes like i hear ari aster's name and i roll my eyes first what? Um, you don't want to see Bo is Afraid? Mm-mm. Oh, I can't wait for Bo yeah. is Afraid. Um, yeah, I'm a like, sucker I'm not, for a like, good Ari Aster film. Yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't think the sun shines out of his ass. So I I'm do. not like, yeah. and that's fine. And that's fine. But like <laughs> Ty West, like there's some rainbows coming out of his hiney. Like I'll, I'll go there for Ty West. So I think that like it softened the blow of being a 24 did i not because tell you they were a 24 is heading into it because honestly i i that was not intentional because in my head these don't fit quite as well into the a24 bill yeah agreed, agreed. because they i have... wouldn't have put you in front of all the the a24 <laughs> films that came out this year most of them you would have punched me in the throat like when i watched <laughs> lamb the a24 film lamb i remember being like what in Sam fuck is this? And I, I would never make you watch that because you would want to punch me in the throat. And that was from 2021, but I would Google it. A24, 2022 movies, just to see how many of them you would, I, I'd be like, hate, 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 loathe entirely. Like, <laughs> well, first of all, you need to watch the menu. Don't let the fact that that is I an won't. A24 I won't. movie. I will, I will go into it because I do love Anya Taylor-Joy. Fucking good as hell. So um yeah it was so good men would piss you off to no end bodies 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 i think you would enjoy if you actually gave it a fair chance um but i don't think you would for the record um (laughs) marcel the snell is for the record is a a24 film so the next time i did say i wanted to see that one marcel the shell is an a24 joint and i have to say if you haven't seen everything everywhere all at once you are doing yourself an injustice. I do. That's that is on a list of what I want to see, mostly because everybody is talking about he played data on Goonies. And I hate to call he him data from so... Goonies. I don't want to be disrespectful. No, I just no, can't it's remember. Fine. It's his big character. It's fine. Yeah. He was I, I, every I, because of everybody talking about him. I'm like, I'm here for it. Like, I want to see him come back. With oh my God. It will warm movie, your so. heart. And yeah. I went into that movie not quite knowing what to expect and just being like, oh God, if I have to hear one more person talk about how this is the best movie. And I walked out of the movie being like, that movie changed me for better. <laughs> like I literally gushed. Like, and I, the two A24s that I gushed over this year were The Menu, which I, I you had to listen to my gushing about and Everything Everywhere, which at the time that I watched it, you probably had to listen to me gush about. But I, I get it. I, there are so many A24 films that I know are just obnoxious, but 
uh, even men, I am curious to force you to watch men because I hated it, but so many feminists are all about it. So I'm so curious to see what you would, how you would land on it. But there were a couple A24s this year that I was like, what damn hell? Like lamb really annoyed me because it was literally just a metaphor for a woman with her child where the lamb was the child. It was so, that would be like a Jackie reaction to that movie, hardcore. Um, (laughs) But these two, I thought were really good movies. I'm glad you entertained these for me. Believe it or not, there's some good movies coming out, Jackie. I know it's hard. It's hard for me to win you to them. The next two, I took a chance. (laughs) Next week's, I took a chance. Um, I'm excited to talk about next week's because one of them is a movie that you have talked about. And you and I, you and I privately, not on the show, but have privately talked about it. And I got to see my live by the reactions to that film, too. (laughs) And and I had done some fair amount of shit talking, not on the movie, but on the people that enjoy enjoy the movie. Um, And then I got and then I got to watch the movie. And now I have some like actual opinions and I have legs to stand on because now I've seen the movie. So I cannot wait to talk about I can't um, decide if I could put myself through it again. I think I might try because I I watched it when it very first came out at the beginning of last year. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna I might have to watch it again. You're so much braver than me too, because movies that shake me to my core and leave me so like curled up in a ball in the corner for a couple of days, you're like meh it was all right (laughs) I mean I'm not gonna say it wasn't unsettling like it was like there was some really harsh unsettling unnerving things that happened in that movie but I also just when it's done I go okay yeah see that's the difference between us I it stays with me I don't carry anything with me yeah and I'm excited the other film I haven't watched yet so it's an also a new one for me really I really like that one like I said slow at the beginning yeah and then once stuff happens I was like oh damn I really really like that one but yeah no with movies like after the disturbing thing happens I have that moment of oh my god that's disturbing and then the movie's over and then, like the cartoon noises just go off in my head, and I walk around, <laughs> and you know, yeah, no, like, yeah, I wish I like that's why even a haircut just plays almost a loop in my head, and I'm just like, I'm a happy little clown. This film is barely extreme. Extreme horror fans would be like, at me for calling this extreme, but um, I I have to be careful because you know me, I get shook, and then it takes me a while to be okay again. Like I, you know, I'm I'm a sensitive soul at the end of the day <laughs> you are you are my sensitive little sparkle Thank which you. is yeah, why when when I'm things get sensitive. a little tough sometimes i come in solid with a top 10 list of pornos and <laughs> i bring it home you make I bring me feel you, better i bring you back I keep to you a hug. for i yep. bring you back to a hug you do you make the, the the world a warm snuggly place for me and i always i cannot tell you how much i appreciate that both on the show and off air because not only do you bring it in on air and calm me down to make me feel like everything's gonna be okay again you also nope. in real life like i had such a crappy weekend which is why this episode's coming out late and you were like what do you need i'm there like i'll be there in two minutes like and and it's it's always just it's nice to know you're you're my ray of sunshine when i get in my bag and i'm you know me i'm always in my bag for one reason or another <laughs> Um, I don't know why you keep me around. All right. So the part two of our, what did we miss in 2022 will be coming out shortly. Um, we're going to be tackling another two, but please let us know. Are there any other films from 2022 that Jackie should have seen? Because I guarantee you, she did not. (laughs) I off the top of my head. Yeah. Which horror movies of 2022 did you watch? I watched Pearl and X. (laughs) I watched Pearl and X. What's the one Google, Google 2022 horror. 
Yeah. No, and tell I, me which one you've one actually on, seen. I, I did. I know. I can't remember what it's called. What's the one that had the the like the underground cave with the grody old lady trying to give you the hairy bottle? Uh, Mama Milky Barbarian. There's there were a lot of good ones. Expro. Yeah. So so far you've got three. Does the Pennywise or uh does does documentary the, uh, absolutely documentary count? came out in so 2022 four, four. Yep. even though it's not so a film it's, it's a documentary but i'll allow it the documentary all right so four i didn't see that one so you got me beat there boom um yeah look at I think you look at I you racking up it. big numbers four for 2022 four. that's Jackie, almost well done me. that's actually not bad for you there have been that, years yeah, that's where it's pretty good zero. for me yeah, yeah that is pretty good for me and the fact that i watch barbarian on my own um, very proud of myself because it was like I think it was on HBO and I'm like yeah I should I'll give I am a proud of you for that one I can't I believe you were like this came out this year yes I'll watch it anyway the moral of the story is Jackie needs to watch more modern movies well if I could just um, shamelessly self-promote always so I have another podcast and it's mm-hmm. called the list we missed and me and my buddy AJ finally watched the movies that everyone else already has and like Casablanca is, like Casablanca since this is going to be coming out the same day um when you're done listening to this you guys should hop on over we're available on spotify we're on facebook and instagram at the list we missed and you can hear us chat about that we've talked about that movie taxi driver when harry met sally slumdog millionaire Uh, there's been a whole bunch of movies that we have talked about um because we're finally watching them see and a lot of this is your influence marissa yay i've done at least one thing right (laughs) just the one thing She's I only still, done one I, thing right, folks. <laughs> I tell you Just what, you can count on one hand the one thing is. Um, no, I'm super excited. And also, word on the street is that you will be guest starring on the next episode of a podcast that is back and very near and dear to my heart, Every Month Madness with Joe Costal. And you are going to be on the best of Pearl Jam, which I blame you guys for the fact that I've been listening to Pearl Jam nonstop for the past week or so. Oh, no. Um, which, so yeah. sorry. Oh, oh no. Devastated. Yeah, it's, it's, we, we, it's like 1994 ranked, in my office. <laughs> yeah, we ranked the best live performance Pearl Jam song. That key, live performance Pearl Jam song. Because that Which comes I into love play. that you have to put a caveat on it because it, there's so many amazing Pearl Jam songs that as much as I do like this song, I think it's, it's a nice song. <laughs> that you picked as the best Pearl Jam song ever. I was shocked at this choice. It's not even in my top five. And I am a casual at best yeah. Pearl Jam fan compared to you guys. Like, honestly, I think we were all kind of surprised what ended up being the best live. Crazy Mary yeah. or Footsteps or you guys are wrong. Dear, dear listening friends, you will have to tune into Every Month Madness to find out That's what right, to find out what song actually won. We are insinuating, so you're going to have to listen to find out. Don't forget to check us out on social media. Just search for Jersey Ghouls and you will find us. You're also going to find us on geekscape.net because we are now a part of that big, fantastic, geeky, dorky, nerd-ass family and we could not be happier. So yeah, you can also go to geekscape.net to find our show and a plethora of other shows on all sorts of geeky topics. Yep. And as always, thanks for listening and bye bye. Bye bye. What a drag it is getting old. Kids are different today. I hear every mother say, Mother needs something today to calm her down. 
You're listening to the Geekscape Network.